Hello everybody, I'm here again at La Trobe University. My name is Mike, I'm an author, a former student here at La Trobe, and I'm creating this content today. Got the security car just driving past me. Quite a busy hub of activity here at La Trobe. La Trobe is, I think it's the third biggest university in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. There's been a lot of work here the last few years, particularly during lockdown in Melbourne, which was heavily affected by the pandemic. Melbourne was probably the biggest city in Australia to be affected. And yeah, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of activity. And I guess that's the theme of this today for me, where I'm feeling a lot and yeah, it's challenging to either persist at times when there's a lot of resistance that occurs and you may even be feeling challenged to persist with watching this when there's a blower in the background, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of distractions. But that's the theme of what, he, what I'm wanting to create, to share, to cut out the external noise. Another theme that's developed lately, connected with spiritual awakening, involving the frequency of Carly Ma, the moulding it into our reality, the Divine Mother, the, the Goddess of the Awakening, is we see how much these manifestations of forms ultimately represent manifestations of the mind. And that might sound like a, a strange thing to say, these people that show up in our reality but it was probably here of all places that I developed this realisation and there's a book there's a book called Journey to Islam by Carlos Castaneda and there's a bit of a spoiler alert but if you're here you're watching maybe this is a good way to get introduced to the to the means of Castaneda but there's this passage. And yes, I'm here in the back of my head. There's a lot of, if you come across Castaneda, you research Castaneda, Google him, you'll find a lot of different beliefs. You might find that about me at some time as well. Whether the conversations that he documented with his shamanic sorcery apprenticeship with Don Juan and Don Janalo or Don Hanalo are real or not. And there can be resistance, noise, background noise, distractions that come up to give weight to these belief systems that they're not real. It can't possibly be real. Multiple levels of awareness. And we're about to walk and enter into another one here with more works going on. But what happened in this book, Journey to Islam? Is this, this haunting passage by Don Hanalo. And Don Hanalo is recounting that to Carlos that when he had this sense of awakening awareness, in effect, he met the goddess, he met Carly, metaphorically, but ultimately met her in the awareness of the I am, even connected with what Neville Goddard talks about, that everybody you pushed out. But there's this scene where 
Todd Hadara, he's, he's wanting to walk back to Ishtram, his home. And he, he meets all these people that keep telling him, no, don't go back the other way. Go back the other way, it's that way. And they're so convincing to him. These people are so convincing. <laughs> and it's, it's perhaps challenging for me to even want to say this. Because we're all people, aren't we? You are a person watching this. And how do you explain what I'm about to suggest? Or what Don Halalo suggests? What he suggests is that they're all phantoms. The people, the manifestation, the forms, the code. It's all phantoms, manifestations of the mind. Background noise. And the background noise is only connected to the resistance that we feel in accepting the realisation that we are divine. We are the creators in this incredibly challenging at times and resistant play. So this is clearly not for everybody, is it? And you got to wonder who you're even t- are talking to, listen to. As I felt, like, when I read that passage here at La Trobe, and journey to Ishtar. It just felt true, doesn't it? And that's the pathway behind the noise, the resistance, the efforting, the preoccupation with how things appear to be. Is the feeling is the secret. And while that might have a manifestation focus for Neville, wanting to change the scene, as an actor, change the play. And I talk about that in Falling and Dying, the play on Awakening. And ultimately that's perhaps the best means to change it, to feel differently. But when there's a lot of stuff hidden below the surface, when you start to examine it, things start to come up. And how does our reality, our play, our game fit into the external game, the collective game. Is everybody me phantoms? Are we all dreamers? Do our dreams not all interrelate or interconnect? I think there'd be better minds or better levels of consciousness which will be able to explain this in years to come. But we know with quantum physics and the cells theory that the cells and the way they respond to other cells, attracted to, other selves have like-minded or like-hearted, feeling, conscious, awareness frequencies. We're all attracted on a certain law of assumption attraction frequency. And the, the cells which are most like the other are gravitated to the other. But they're still having their own experience of awakening, of awareness, of living. And Ultimately, their experience is still affected by the environment. And what I've found, particularly coming back to Melbourne at times over the last few years, I was in the, Melbourne, start of 2020, when lockdown hit in Australia. And Melbourne was the first city, from what I gathered, to be, to be significantly locked down. And New South Wales, somewhere Sydney is, further north from Melbourne, wasn't actually locked down until the following year. And even 
Brisbane or Gold Coast eventually, which is further north again. So warmer climate. Was it locked down until oh, I'd say late 2021 as well? So either 2022, really. So I haven't got exact timelines, but Melbourne was the first one to be locked down. And while there was already historical differences in frequency, environment, what Don Hanalo would call Istvan compared to California, there's, there's a different environment, a different frequency. When we change, the environment also changes, isn't it? And our perception environment is also affected by us. So it gets to a point when we, like Don Hanalo on the awakening journey, we develop a level of awareness where we can't go back to Ishland or Melbourne without feeling completely disconnected from it. And I think, and I feel that was the point of what was going on for Don Hanaro, that he didn't feel connected to his environment anymore. And part of that is natural because the awareness, when we develop that, that sense that this is all someone at the play, and it's a big premise. It's, I, I can write about it. I can say it. I can record it and podcast or video it. I can believe it. Subtly. To, but to continually embody it is the challenge. And that's the same with anything in our reality. We can have the premise. We can have the suggestion, can't we? We can believe we are unconditional love. There can be a suggestion that we are the divine co-creator of reality. But until we keep believing it, embodying it, believing it beyond the temporary belief, full embodiment allowing it, we'll keep getting the noise. We'll keep getting the resistance telling us where it's not true. So that's the theme of this video, I, I guess, for me today. When we change, resistance comes up. And I keep getting this, this ad come up in my YouTube feed around the silver mind control method. And this is something that was developed in the 60s, 70s, and there's an advertisement now through a program. But without summing up all that, and that's also somewhat connected to shamanism in its own way, and even the traditions of Don Hanalo and Don, Don Juan, Matis, and Carlos Castaneda. But what keeps coming up is that that the, the methodology of that teaching, the silver method, came from silver was a it was a radio repairman. He worked with radios and he understood the best way to make a radio work was simply reducing the resistance in a wire. It was that simple. At the same time, and this is talked about on the ad by Mind Valley, so if you're interested in, in the silver method, you, you might even get an ad about this after watching this video. The other thing that Silver embodied or was learning that, particularly wanting to teach his, his family, his children, different means of changing their reality, was that he'd been in the military, the army, and they, they had a lot of psychological testing in the army. And he was curious about the testing in relation to the, the radio. And so the story goes that he developed the Silver mind control method, working with his children based on. Uh, being curious, I guess, asking them questions 
with the means to reduce the resistance in their mind. And this is it from a radio repairman, electrician perspective. Everything's about resistance. And <laughs> this is, again, I'm feeling resistance to sharing this, but it's like the more authentic you are, or your body you become, the more you connect with your tribe and people who, who simply relate. I feel in, in this reality that there's a lot of resistance. And for people that believe Earth is part of a, a planetary system of multiple planets and multiple dimensions of space and time, this is a high-density planet. There's a lot of resistance here. And it's interesting, though, that when you're in the environment that is thriving on resistance to try to change the environment too much, to try to go back to Islam or Melbourne and try to make Melbourne or Islam different is to bring forward new resistance because that operates in a certain bandwidth frequency. And while that frequency is affected by the environment and hence the people that have that environment, the cause and the effect, to try to resist resistance is ultimately to bring more resistance. So the best way to improve the environment, ultimately your own environment, because you are, you are the, your home is first within you, it's the body, your conscious, your frequency, is to embody more positive beliefs about yourself, yourself, rather than trying to focus on how you can change the conditions, which are only external effects to the I am cause, it's about how am I going to feel within whatever environment I go into? And this is the interesting thing that seems to happen. And it's still a practice. And this is what they're working with the goddess, Kali. Why people are so scared to work with the Shadow Queen. And I've even seen it a lot lately with even Lord of the Rings fans and the Rings of Power, the modern um, take on Tolkien. Where the perceived good guy or good girl, Galadriel. There's a lot of shadow brought forward in her characters. And a lot of people want to complain about the way they are. Complain about how they don't necessarily fit the mould or the conditions. But what the goddess shows us <laughs> is when we bring the shadow forward, we're able to understand ourselves more. We stop seeing the external shadows and we accept the parts of ourselves. And there's a scene early in the, in the series with this where Galadriel, the character played, so the actor played Galadriel, is interacting with a couple of other elves. And they, she's just so determined to gain revenge. She's wanting to prove herself. She's in that warrior frequency. She's like Don Hanaro and Don Juan and Carlos wanted to prove themselves as a warrior, as an intellect, before they can't go back to Ishlan anymore. They're so, or even most of society, that seemingly, I say most, but again, this, this is the interesting thing, and I'll, I'll develop this a little bit further in this video. Our seeming perception of the most, that people behave in a certain way, that's how everybody behaves. I feel like that begins to change, or we begin to change. That's such a strange thing to say. People would probably get locked up, these type of ideas. Paranoid. But it's like people are so afraid of feeling. 
because stealing is the secret. And the biggest fear we seem to have is feeling the shadow, feeling the, the repressed parts of us, which are connected to the environment. The Galadriel so wanted to find her revenge, but ultimately it's the, her quest for revenge, which is her purpose. She finds purpose and meaning in revenge and violence. She, so she manifests situations to practice her purpose. Simply, the people in the environment that are accustomed to drama will keep finding dramatic situations to manifest. That's what they're accustomed to. And you don't change the drama by going deep into it or trying to rewrite that external story. The only way the drama changes, the story changes, is to take the attention away from the external and redirect them internal. So, this is it, isn't it? What we're attracted to is connected to how we feel about ourselves. And if we're in the warrior frequency of, of Galadriel, before she's a high priestess energy in the Lord of the Rings, completely different characters in effect, but the same being, same name. Yes, a few thousand years apart. If we're still wanting to fight, we'll get situations to fight against. But the need to fight is only derived from the sense that we don't believe we're worthy in the now. The, the, the situation of feeling resentful of a, of a person or something to forgive or, or a need to prove or a need to find worth in achievement comes from the void of worth within. And so that brings forward challenges to be overcome. Relationship partners to be resentful of or forgive or try to or try to repent or fix. That's the warrior frequency, isn't it? That's wanting to fix the world. But the more one tries to fix or fight, the more they, they find things to fix to fight. So for Don Hanalo saying this to Castaneda and reading this in the upstairs library at Latrobe when I was developing as a writer a few years ago now, having quit corporate and, and listened to more that feeling at the heart, wanted to be creative. Change the, the narrative of feeling so lack of worth, so, so much lack of worth, and listen to what my heart was wanting to bring forward. To read that passage where he's talking about he's meeting all these phantoms, all these people, all these shadows, this noise... It seems so strange when you first read it, as this may feel strange listening to me talk about these things in the environment, but you need to hear it now. Where's the noise? There's a lot of noise for me when I began this video. A lot of resistance. This is a lot of resistance when I was growing up in Melbourne, being in Melbourne, trying to prove my worth, trying to seek approval. And you may be in a similar boat, but there's no real going back, is there, once you've had that awakening experience? You can try, and this is the point for me. Yeah, it was in lockdown Melbourne, started 2020. But I lived on the outskirts, and I was basically, I began the podcast at this time, lived on my own, and just got into nature every day. I'd already done a pilgrimage 
four or five years before, I'd basically lived off grid. I've lived out of the, the bubble for so long. And well, I still felt connected. Like Don Hanara felt connected to Ishtar. You wanted to go back. I, it's, you wanted to, this is somewhat of a, what's the word? Not synchronicity, no serendipity. This is fondness, isn't it? This is belief that we want to be, you know, bring back the good old days or the good old times. But what was the good old days, good old times? That was that was the environment we were at at that time. And that may have served. But when there's enough awareness that breaks through the old identity, it's come forth for a reason. And the warrior path could be part of getting through that other side, getting through the, the apathy, the, the belief you can't change. So if you still, like me at times, you meet resistance and there's still this temptation to change, don't beat yourself up on it because the impulse to create is still what drives us forward. But what it feels like is rather than to try to create or to, to embody or change, to seek approval, to change external, do it for you. Bye for now.